Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On a Fool's Count Anywhere Friday edition of the Busted Open Podcast, myself, Mark Henry, and Thunder Rosa continue the debate that everyone is talking about. Pro wrestler versus sports entertainer. Pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. What do you think? Is it a balance? Are you more on the pro wrestling side or the sports entertainer side? We talk about it with Mark Henry and Thunder Rosa and get their takes. Plus, we're going to spar with Justin Labar and talk about all the big topics throughout the week in pro wrestling right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I was talking about you know, the balance between, you know, pro wrestling and sports entertainment. When I fell in love with pro wrestling and I started watching pro wrestling back in 1982, you know, I always looked at pro wrestling as a sport. That's the way I fell in love with pro wrestling. It was still the veil of this being 100% genuine. And I fell in love with the sport aspect of pro wrestling. And obviously I fell in love with the sports entertainment aspect as well. Uh, as we got into the eighties, the WWF especially uh, was more of it geared towards younger kids, more of the sports entertainment aspect. And I think that kind of took over as the years went on. And then when you look at pro wrestling in the way that it is right now, look at the WWE doesn't really even call it pro wrestling. They call it sports entertainment. And I always kind of looked at that as like, ugh, you know, I just hated the terminology of sports entertainment. To me, it was pro wrestling. But even I, in my stance, I it's kind of softened over the years. But I think when you go back and you look at, especially in the 90s, between that balance of sports entertainment and pro wrestling, nothing more signified that relationship than the feud between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels, the showstopper. And then Bret Hart was that ring technician, that, you know, just 100% genuine pro wrestler. Was he great on the microphone? There were sometimes he was good. I actually think he's a little underrated on the microphone. But when you thought of Bret Hart, you thought of him as a pro wrestler. Shawn Michaels more of a sports entertainer. Now I want to go to what we talked about yesterday, myself, Bully and Tommy Dreamer about 
the comments from Road Dog on his <laughs> podcast and that that podcast talking about what he thought of Bret Hart. And it's going back to the Monday Night War and whether Road Dog was actually fearful of Bret Hart leaving the WWF and going to WCW. And a lot of people a lot of people have been talking about these comments. And a lot of people have been talking about some of the things that Road Dog said in that podcast. What I wanted to do instead of reading phrases and 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 sentences from that, we wanted to actually play the audio so nothing was taken out of context. So courtesy of the Oh You Didn't Know podcast, let's listen to what Road Dog had to say about Bret Hart. Did losing Bret feel like the last nail? Did that worry you guys as, oh, well, now it's getting harder for us? For me personally, and that's all you're going to get from me ever, is because right. that's all I got. It's my only reference point. I never saw what the big deal was with Bret Hart as a performer. I never understood it. It it he was a great worker. And I thought about saying good, but he was a great worker. Worked better than me tenfold. Worked circles around me. Don't ever think that I've told anybody I was a good wrestler because I haven't. And if you've listened to my podcast, you know that's true. I don't think I was a good wrestler. I don't think Brett was a great wrestler. I, he was wrestler. I think I was a better sports entertainer than Brett was, and I think that's where the money is. So I always thought that he, he should have done business and done what was right, and what, you know what I mean? But I never looked at him like, if we lose this guy, we lose the war. Like it was, I never thought that for one moment. Now I can understand people who are huge Bret Hart fans going, screw you road dog, you suck. And okay, screw me and I suck. Okay, like now what? We still get to my feelings, which is I never thought he was that great to begin with, so it wasn't that great a loss when we lost him for me personally. That's and that's that's professionally, really, not personally, because I didn't have any personal feelings about it one way or the other. I just didn't think we were sunk because he left. I thought we got a lot more to offer than than that. And so I I didn't. I didn't think we were sunk. I thought I thought now we can catch our breath and move forward. Wow. A lot to digest there on the way. Yeah, it is a lot to digest, and I, and I apologize, but I want everybody to understand, I don't dislike Bret Hart. I just don't think he's that great of a wrestler, and I'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings, his especially, because I'm not trying to do that. Um, I just never, I, I always thought Sean was the better sports entertainer, and I still believe that to this day. I mean, that's controversial to some, but I don't know why. It's how I feel. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know why my feelings are so controversial. Uh <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the person who has the opposite side of the argument, I, you're allowed to have that side. I, one, of my, one of my great friends was a huge Bret Hart fan, and he, I'm not going to tell him Bret sucks. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell him I don't like Bret. He loves Bret. I'm just saying, cool, love Bret. But yeah. you're asking me about my feelings, and, and, about, and, my, and they're asking me questions about how I you know, perceive things. I told the truth, and I will do it again. Yeah, I think the line the haters will pick up on is you said – you would almost say not great and just a good yeah. wrestler. I think yeah, that's a big I, line for everybody. I, I, I agree, too. I yeah. agree, too. And I agree that if you think he's on the side of great wrestlers, okay. That, right. I don't, I'm not going to debate that because he is a really great wrestler. But where I draw the line is there ain't a dime in wrestling, and that's how I feel. 
I know we're going to get a lot of questions and comments about this just because of the stuff I said about Brett. Again, I don't, I don't dislike the guy. I don't, I, I respect him a lot. I have a ton of respect for him and his whole family. Um, and, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We have a difference of opinion when it comes to professional wrestling. And, and uh, I, I look, I, I say they're in a diamond wrestling, and that's a lie. There's, there's money in wrestling. I just feel there's more money in sports entertainment, and that's why I think the way I think. All right, I, I, I love Road Dog, and Road Dog's a friend of this show. And some of the things that Road Dog said on his podcast, and again, that's the Oh You Didn't Know podcast, some of what he says I, I agree with, and some of it makes total sense. And he, may, he did say one line that really bothered me, and that was when he said there ain't a dime in pro wrestling. And then later on here, he, he did change that, and he said, I didn't mean to say that there isn't money in pro wrestling, but there's more money in sports entertainment. And I, I do think there's money in pro wrestling. I do. When you watch uh, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega and an Okada in a ring in new Japan, is that sports entertainment? Is that the flash? Is that the, the glamor and the glitz that we know of sports entertainment? No, to me, that's old school pro wrestling. And, you know, that match sold over 45,000 tickets to the Tokyo Dome. When I look at Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, one of the greatest series of matches back in 1989 of all time, to me, that is old school pro wrestling. That's not sports entertainment. They are telling a story in the ring that's pro wrestling. And that's one of the greatest series of matches of all time. So when I look at certain things, like I'll even throw out like a Hogan versus Andre. That to me is sports entertainment. Is that a great technical wrestling match? No. But that's going to sell tickets. And it's going to sell a lot of tickets. Now, a good argument to have or a good discussion to have is what's more of a moneymaker? Is it sports entertainment or the pro wrestling aspect? That's a good discussion to have. Now, that's a discussion that, you know what, if you say to me, there's definitely more money in sports entertainment than there is in pro wrestling, you know what, we could have that argument, and you might even win that argument. But for me, and I know I can't be alone on this, I know there's got to be other people that feel the same way that I do. Okay, Thunder Rosa, perfect example. Number three on the 150 women's rankings. Those rankings, to me, that's pro wrestling. That's credibility. That's about what you do in the ring. It's not about a promo. It's not about this uh, vignette that might have happened between two people. No, it's about what you accomplished in the ring as a pro wrestler. The rankings, wins and losses. That's about pro wrestling. That's the part of pro wrestling that I love the most. That's the part of pro wrestling that I'm most invested in. I'm not saying, I'm not being the old man yelling at the clouds and saying that sports entertainment doesn't matter and there's not money in sports entertainment. That's not what I'm saying. But for me as a fan, I think it's a balance. So to say that there's no money in pro wrestling and that Bret Hart wasn't great, Bret Hart was great, but he was great at one thing, and that was pro wrestling. And I think there are people out there like me that love the pro wrestling aspect even more 
than the sports entertainment aspect. And 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 there might be people talk listening to me right now saying this is a ridiculous conversation to have because it's a blend of the both. That's a discussion to have as well. But you know what? There are people, a Brian Danielson, for example, his matches, the match he had with Sammy Guevara, to me, that's pro wrestling. I'm invested. So I think it's a very, very good discussion to have. And I want it's a discussion that I ha- want to have with you, the Busted Open Nation. What is it about this business that you love the most? Is it the wrestling aspect of it? Is it the actual matches? Is it getting invested in the wrestlers and what they do in the ring? Do wins and losses matter? Am I the only one that was bothered by Austin Theory cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase for the United States Championship when that's never happened before and it's always been about the World Championship? Now, if it's the sports entertainment aspect, well, then it doesn't really matter. It's just for entertainment purposes. But if you want me to be fully invested and there is rules that you need to follow and there is a history behind it, that's the part that I love. So I was actually bothered by Austin Theory cashing in that Money in the Bank briefcase for the United States Championship. Out of nowhere. Why? Why would you do that? When it's always been for the world championship, it's those little things that bother me, maybe as a pro wrestling fan, as opposed to just being a sports entertainment fan. Because the sports entertainment side is just strictly for your entertainment. The pro wrestling is too. I know it's predetermined, but it's the credibility of it that gets me invested and makes me want to watch week in and week out. I'm very, very interested to see and to hear what the Busted Open Nation thinks about this and what the Busted Open Nation thinks about what he had to say about Bret Hart. And is he right? Because let's be honest, Bret Hart did leave the WWF. And if you look at business after that, and I'm not saying it's because of Bret Hart, but business did go up for the WWF after that. So maybe some of the things that Road Dog is saying could be true. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Well, Mark, and, and listen, you know, I'm talking to two greats. You know, Mark, you're a Hall of Famer. 
um, you know, so many great moments and memories and matches as well throughout your career. Thunder Rosa, a world champion, currently still your AEW women's champion as well. Somebody who, in a very, very short time, has accomplished so much in this business. So, and, yeah. and, and, and obviously, Mark, you know, both you and Thunder are very, very close friends of mine. I mean, like, if I made a list, as I always say, Mark, list of top three most influential men in my life, you would be on that list. And, and Thunder Rosa is one of my closest, dearest friends. So I'm very, very passionate, not only when it comes to the show, but obviously when it comes to pro wrestling. It's something that I've loved for over 40 years of my life. I'm a 51-year-old man. So 90% of my life, I have been obsessed with the world of pro wrestling. And I can't stand. And it really angers me and upsets me. We could be critical we could have our opinions about things, but I just feel like at times, like it's like we're almost self-destructing the world that we love so much, which is pro wrestling. And it's something that really, really bothers me. And I love this conversation when it comes to the world of sports entertainment and pro wrestling. Mark, you're the perfect person to talk about this because you've had WrestleMania matches against The Undertaker, but you also, you know, gave birth, you know, you you're, you fathered a hand. So, like, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're somebody that, you know, right. would beat the shit out of somebody, but you would also be somebody that would start the wave for the crowd to get the crowd going in, in, in a, you know, 15,000 people in an arena. So for you, Mark... When you hear a discussion about pro wrestling versus sports entertainment, the balance between the two, where's the real money in? Like, what's your opinion on this discussion? I think the real money is in the performer. Um, you know, I heard the, the beginning of the show, and, and I, I, it's a longer discussion and a longer answer as it relates to Bret Hart and what Road Dog said. Um, but the thing is easier with Austin Theory. Um, I was not upset about Austin Theory um, cashing in the money in the bank briefcase. I was upset at the fact that it wasn't the NXT championship because there was more for him to go back to NXT and be the NXT champion, which could lead to a springboard to the WWE Championship, and you put a seasoned veteran in there with Braun Breaker. You put a seasoned veteran in there against guys that are are starting to get over at NXT, but they're not there yet. You 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 put the you 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 add a little bit of levity with his character, but also a good talent. So. I thought it was just the wrong move. Now, as it relates to Bret Hart, Bret didn't have to be Shawn Michaels. He didn't have to be Chris Benoit was not Shawn Michaels, but he was a hell of a world championship, a hell of a world champion and could wrestle. And every now and then you might see a little sports entertainment, but you didn't see much sports entertainment. He was a wrestler's wrestler, did a lot of unbelievable things in the ring. People, you know, don't talk about it because of the obvious reason, but there have been hundreds of guys 
that were wrestlers. Pat O'Connor was a wrestler. Luthez was a wrestler. And then you come into Danny Hodge, you come into this modern era of wrestling in the in the 80s and in the 90s, there was still a place for wrestling. When Vince wanted to have more characters, the Yokozunas and the Doink the Clowns and the, you know, the Big Boss Man, Bam Bam Big, like all of those guys, that was entertainment taking a, a, a place in the, in the business. Then it transcended. Shawn Michaels was like, listen, you, you, you saw the documentary, the A&E special. Yeah. The younger guys, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, X-Pac, like Scott, Scott, uh, Scott, Scott Hall Scott and Arms, Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yep. Like they wanted to, they were young up and coming wrestlers that didn't want to do the gimmicks. Didn't want to do, well, I say that in a different <laughs> way, but they didn't want to play a gimmick. <laughs> and when they didn't want to play the the mighty Oz, <laughs> you like you kind of people shit on it like oh man yeah. you just do it just do the character no they thought they were better than those whatever characters were put in front of them so they they made it different they they actually that era of wrestling changed and made it more sports entertainment and using the real life things rather than just playing a character yeah and and, and thunder i want to get i want to get a take from you really quick but to your note Mark and somebody who I actually just met for the first time a couple weeks ago, Terry Taylor, like Terry Taylor, when he was a part of the NWA in mid South, he was just Terry Taylor, the wrestler. And he had some amazing matches to me that were some of my favorite matches. The match that he had in the Superdome in new Orleans against the nature boy, Ric Flair for the NWA championship. Like to me, that's much more memorable than that Red Rooster character. Red Rooster. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. to me, that's just, like, almost, that's almost, like, man, that's that's making fun of pro wrestling when you have a character like that. Now, Thunder, you actually... Unless said, you make it work. Unless you... But there's some characters that are almost impossible to make work. I don't think you could fault Terry Taylor. Like, that character was the shits. I don't think there was anybody that would have been able to get that Red Rooster character over. Right. I mean, I, I don't some, think so some, some characters are not just, you just can't. I don't care. Even if they are putting a lot of money in it. Yeah. And, and Thunder is saying that like, okay. but yeah. And then like, and, and Thunder and, and your mic crapped out, we got to get, you know, we got to get her a better, I mean, the, the Kmart microphone's got to go. <laughs> we got to get her a new microphone for God's sakes. It's serious XM for crying out loud. But but you know, but Thunder, but Thunder's funny because when I asked Thunder the question earlier, Mark, she said, you know, the money is in the sports entertainment aspect. But when I think of Thunder Rosa, I think of a great technical badass wrestler in the ring. Like I don't think of the colorful character, and and you know, she has the makeup, and she is a color colorful character. There's no doubt about it. But I actually think about what she could do in the ring as opposed to things that she could do outside the ring. I mean, that's just me. I, I see the same. I see what you're saying. And, and um, uh, you're right uh, to an extent, but uh, also the pageantry of her character adds to 
the fact that she's a badass wrestler. Yes. And it gives her levity. It gives her uh, a place to go, somewhere else to go. Because, all, you know, Wahoo McDaniel, I'm, I, I put everything on Wahoo. As a little kid, I would see Wahoo wrestle, and I would be like, wow, okay. And then, all of a sudden, somebody would hit him with a closed fist, or they would slap him, and they would do something that was derogatory, and he would, man, he would start looking around like crazy, and then he would get fired up, and then you could hit him, and it was you could hit him with a sledgehammer. It didn't matter when he started, and he started chopping. Oh my shit, god! That was the inner man. Look at me, I, I'm, I got goosebumps. I get fired up when, when, and that is the sports entertainment that made Wahoo McDaniel somebody special. And all of these new wrestlers, you, if you want to get over. Watch Ric Flair. Watch Wahoo McDaniel. Watch Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels could be taking an ass whooping, having a technical wrestling match. But at some point, he was going to kip up and he was going to start. He was Wahoo all of a sudden. And then he would start to stomp. Boom. Boom. And the whole crowd would be stomping with him. And when you took that super kick, you might as well get struck by lightning because it was over. I seen a couple of people kick out of the super kick, just a couple. Eric, we've had the discussion recently about finishes. Tons of people have done it, but who did it the best? I love Chris Adams. Yeah, Chris he Adams. He was a super a kick a king, but Shawn Michaels made that shit mean something. Yeah. And and it's about the entertainment and getting it over. You could be a great wrestler. I love great wrestling. But I love the sports what sports entertainment gave the wrestler. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Our good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, how are you this morning? Woo! 
I'm here. That's all that matters. And I, <laughs> what a Friday surprise. Mark Henry is back here on a yep. Friday morning. What a surprise. What a bonus. What a treat. Man, yeah. I, that, listen, Justin, you know I love you, man. I love you. I, I'm, I, I always, I love you being on the show. I love the, 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 the lineage of your wrestling fandom. But your entrance music. Yeah. God dang it. Yes. Oh, best. The number one rock and roll song of all time. A whole lot of Rosie. Woo, it do something to my soul. <laughs> well, Justin, I mean, it's good to ha- it's good to have you back. And I agree with Mark because now I have it on like almost every playlist now. I hear that. And when I hear that song, and listen, I gotta tell you, Justin, that was one of my favorites long before, you know. There was a, even a busted open, much less you being on this show. But now every time I hear that song, and I'm sure thousands of other fans as well, when they hear this classic song by ACDC, they think of Justin Labar. And my life's work is complete. If I, if I, <laughs> if I die tomorrow, the fact that any, anybody or any community, much less, can associate hearing one of the greatest hard rock bands in the world and associate it to me, my work is done. That's Justin Your Labar. work is done. Yes. I love it. I can't wait I, to listen to Justin Labar's podcast. Oh, J- Thunder's a big fan of sparring with Justin Labar. I just saying. Justin. He just oh. brings a great energy. I'm sorry. Like, there's <laughs> some people no, that I'm, I'm like, oh, please. Like, I don't even, even want to, like, Ugh, I don't want to listen to that. But uh, Justin is cool. Like, yes. It's, a, it's something about his energy right now, this angle that he has on his camera because he's having technical difficulties, just like me, you know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm really glad that Thunder followed up. With that, with that very nice endorsement, because Dave, when you started saying the sentence, uh, it's like you know, Thunder's a big fan of sparring with the bars. Like, man, what what an occurring theme of people liking something that involves punching at me. So yes. I'm glad that she followed up and gave some context to this. Well, what a Thunder! Thank you, Thunder. She's she's hosting a show at a curling iron. But anyway, so 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 Justin, let's get into it because there's a lot of things to talk about here uh, on Busted Open. Um, let's first and foremost go back to Crown Jewel. Uh, what a successful show for the WWE and a, a newsworthy show for the WWE. And and Justin, and I'm sure you were, and I'm a lot of the nation was, and I certainly was, very surprised by what we saw in the main event at Crown Jewel last weekend. Yeah, we can't talk Crown Jewel and not uh, talk about Logan Paul. You know, his third match ever on TV in front of a crowd and – you know, this, you know, look, they, you know, this, they, they had seven matches prior to this. They had a Bray Wyatt, Vin, uh, you know, in-ring uh, promo. Uh, they could have said, you know, okay, let's, let's get in, let's get out. This match went uh, over 20 minutes. Crazy. And, uh, and it was not over 20 minutes of goo goo gaga, you know, chicken shit, chase the heel. It, it, it was none of that. This was, you know, uh, they, they didn't even get the people involved. They didn't even get the outside interference involved until towards the tail end. So this was, this was largely Logan Paul working with Roman Reigns, and, and obviously Roman is tremendous. Uh, but, but I don't want it to at all come off as like Roman carried this. I, I feel like both men came in there and they worked together, and 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 put their equal share. And and I mean, look, 
Logan Paul's performance and then just, you know, something as innovative as he's got the cell phone. He's doing the selfie while diving, while doing the biggest and, and, and most riskiest spot that he's going to do, diving from the top rope and then going out, you know, six, eight feet in front of him into a table, into Roman into a table. I mean, and, and that, that moment just went viral. And obviously Logan's incredible social media following that's going everywhere. Uh, this was tremendous business um, for WWE, for Logan Justin, Paul. For can, I, can I interject something? Of course. The You said a mouthful when you said that it wasn't a match full of Bollyhoo and bullshit. They worked. Yep. They wrestled. The entertaining, entertaining spots as relate to what we're talking about today on the show added levity to the match, but there was holes in that match. There was ups and downs. They took you on an emotional ride. I, at one point, I looked at Paul's face, and he looked at he looked at Paul Heyman, and he winked at him and went. He was feeling himself. <laughs> he was feeling himself. Look what I'm doing to your boy. That ain't what rookies do. The dude is special. He's got something in him that we rarely see. And when we do see it, we acknowledge it. We acknowledge it with Roman Reigns because he's the tribal chief. But there is not a wrestler that's got more love than Paul has in years and years. Because of that match, and that's what's uh, real quick, Mark, to play off that. That's what I'm so impressed by, and you and you and Thunder could obviously attest to it way more than I could, of course. But that's what I'm so impressed by with Logan Paul is that it's only a third. All three matches, this is third one, are in front of stadium crowds, and they are major marquee matches. I mean, it's not like you know. So, so the show is has got weight on on his shoulders, right? And I'm so impressed with all the things he does. He's athletic as hell, but I'm impressed with all the things he does. In between the moves, the thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's so, you know, I mean, I can remember my first experiences ever just even being in a, in a ring doing whatever I had to do. And it, it's natural rookie, natural nervousness. You get moving fast. You just want to make sure you don't forget anything. You want to get to the next thing, get to the next thing and be done. The way that he just embraces what you need to do in between the moves. And that's what's ultimately going to get the biggest reactions. I just, um, I, I, that's just what I'm so impressed by is that, you know, three matches, all stadium shows. And, and he looks like he's been doing it for a decade. Yeah, I was very, very impressed by what we saw. Now, I got to be honest with you, Justin. I wasn't very impressed by what I saw on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. And that was Austin Theory cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase on the United States Championship. When has that ever happened, number one? And as far as I know, when you have the Money in the Bank briefcase, it's the cash in for a world championship. What the hell happened on Monday night? I can respect the fact that 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 since since the creative change at the end of July, the, they have done a good job at making the United States title and the Intercontinental title mean more, especially the U.S. title being on Raw, given the fact that Roman is not regularly on Raw. So the U.S. title is the highest-ranking title that is on Raw week-to-week regularly. I can respect the idea on paper of him – of trying to elevate that title, but you know, if you're going to, which still, even as much as you do that, there's still a world title in existence. So it still seems stupid. It still seems like 
You have a license to attempt to steal. You, you, you have a year. So you can certainly find a time to try to cherry pick Roman Reigns. That said, if you're going to try to make it elevate, if you're going to try to let the money in the bank uh, cash in, give a rub to the U.S. title and say, look, look at how damn important this U.S. title is to the point of Austin Theory is trying to steal that title. Have them win the damn thing. Yeah. What? Why? You know, look at look at the way they book Monday night. They book that there's a U.S. Open challenge right now. Fairly or unfairly in this day and age between AEW and WWE, if there's an open challenge, there's become an expectation that the opponent, th- there's an expectation with open challenge that the opponent is going to be some sort of a surprise or some sort of, oh, wow, I'm not saying it's going to be the biggest return. I'm not saying it's going to be the biggest debut. It could even be somebody just coming from SmackDown that you just wouldn't have expected or, or NXT. So they do this open challenge and then they kind of detour. They, they, they trick us, right? There's a decoy. Then we, it turns into the Judgment Day uh, OC stuff. So then it gets pushed later to, to the main event. So now my ears are really perked up. Now they're pushing it to the main event. Then Mustafa Ali pops up on the screen. He's a decoy. He gets, he gets beat up by somebody off screen. Now I'm really curious. Who the hell is this? And it's Bobby. Now, no disrespect to Bobby. Bobby is looking great. Bobby just went toe-to-toe with Brock. But it's like, just advertise that it's Bobby versus Seth then. You know, yes. So you've already built up this expectation for these U.S. title match in a main event, and I feel somewhat disappointed. Then you give me this cash-in attempt that I'm, I'm confused by, and then he doesn't even win it. He doesn't even successfully get – he doesn't successfully steal it. He falls flat on his face. So I don't understand what the – I don't understand why. I don't get it. It was the perfect opportunity, Justin, for him to cash in, win the United States Championship, and then everybody's like, what, what is this all about? Like, why is he – like, like you said, why is he cashing in for the United States Championship and not the World Championship? But you start Monday Night Raw this next week with Austin Theory holding up that United States Championship and saying, this is the title that runs Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns and everything that's going on with him is on Fridays. But this championship rules Monday. That's why I decided to cash in that Money in the Bank briefcase. Now, I am the face of... Of Monday Night Raw. It was all laid out in front of you for that to happen. You elevate. Listen, Seth Rollins is Teflon. He's not going anywhere. A loss or a loss of a championship is not going to hurt Seth Rollins at all. But man, in that in that match, you now make Austin Theory. You elevate Austin Theory. You separate Austin Theory in that Money in the Bank briefcase from Roman Reigns because nobody believed that that was ever going to happen anyway. And now you elevate that United States championship to be much bigger than it's ever been, especially now on Monday Night Raw. That was such a lost opportunity for the WWE. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it felt, it feels, sure. yes. it, it just, it just feels like, obviously, um, you know, the 24-7 title was a creative decision that was inherited by this current creative regime. Austin Theory as the Money in the Bank briefcase holder was something uh, inherited by this creative regime. It feels like it didn't fit in their path, so let's just get rid of it. Let's let's take it off the table so it's not something we have to contend with. Um I don't know. I, I, I just I, I left I left watching Raw, got here into the seat to get ready to do our post podcast with Jimmy Corderas on Wrestling Inc. And uh, and I just was shaking my head. I'm like, I just can't I can't figure this out. I can't figure out why <laughs> that, that's yeah. that's what they decided. That's that's how they decided to do this. 
Justin, don't you think that them having a, a eulogy and a funeral for the 24-7 title would have been better than throwing it in the trash? Uh, because it, it had some level of respect. There were people that loved it, that it, it became, they did too much comedy, too much, you know, bullshit with it to make it mean something. But it's, it's still a part of wrestling lore. So could, couldn't we just give it a funeral and say that this is the end and yada, 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 and have all the people that held the title, you know, out there giving it a, a, a wave goodbye or something, something. I- I would support that in the for trash. All, I would support that for pretty much all titles, even the the the, the, the two hundred five lot, whatever. Yeah, you know, because because guys because guys were actually working their butts off to do it. The twenty first. I mean, look, most people. We had sportscasters winning it. People were winning it by roll ups and goofy things. I, I don't. I think more importantly, it, it's not so much. I don't really think you're disrespecting anybody who put any real time into the segments that twenty four seven title. I think. Hopefully this is just meant to help elevate Nikki. You know, Nikki tosses in the trash, and she, you know, they're obviously pushing her, and she's back to, you know, uh, her old character. So if it helps further her overall, I think it's fine. It, it was almost any other title I'd be with you, Mark, because yeah, I could see a, a logic of man, that's disrespectful to the guys and girls who put some time in uh, for matches and put their bodies on the line to entertain and work for this title. That really wasn't the case here. I mean, that this title was so geriatric ninety five percent of the time. I don't, I don't have any sympathy for going in the trash. By the way, it's funny actually. Go back. She actually missed the garbage can. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that, that's how fitting was that that she she right. tried to throw it in the trash can and she missed. Like there's, you, there's you, some you, subtext there. Yeah, you, you you couldn't you couldn't plan it any better uh, than that, Justin. Thanks as always for the time. We got to get you back on soon. Obviously, we'll talk to you next week. It was good to be reunited with you and Mark Henry. So, uh, Justin, have an awesome weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.